Yeah. Yeah. Shall we start the show? We're doing it anyway. <laughs> so, this is episode 15 of... Good doing. The Dog Rocket. Live in our garage studios here and... Somewhere. We won't Somewhere. Say. It's in the bunker. <laughs> so, today... What day is today? August? August 13th. 13th. We have a guest. Larry, would you introduce our guest? Yes. It's great to have him here with us today. We all know him as Earl the Pearl, but Earl Stacy, one of our uh, partners in crime down at Cordy's in Penn, Ohio. He's well, or you. is our guest today. I'm is sorry. Our guest, yes. Thank you, Larry. I appreciate that. Uh... <laughs> well, thank you. And moving right along. Well, that could be good or bad. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't know. <laughs> Earl's a very polite person. So yes, he, oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Today, we have not only a special guest, but we have a special cigar given to us by Anthony down at Gordy's Cigar Box in Girard, Ohio. Ohio. Greg, I'll let you lead it off a little bit here, Already. and we'll, then we'll intervene. Yeah. So today's cigar is the Liga Privada Year of the Rat Cigar, and this is from Drew Estate. And I'll just tell you a little bit about this cigar before we get started here. The Ligur Pavada Year of the Rat Cigar is a Vitola. And one of the things that distinguishes this cigar visually is that it has a fantail kappa. It is a commemorative cigar. And this brand was first announced and originally released in 2016 as an exclusive. Only place you could get this was the Drew Estate Lounge. And that was at the Florida Panthers BB&T Center in Sunrise, Florida. And to get one of these cigars, you had to have a ticket for the sport event in order to buy one of these cigars. It's a very, I would say, exclusive kind of cigar. Hard to find. I know I've not seen them before. Of course, that's my limited view. But before we get into the actual cigar, let's talk a little bit about Drew Estate. And his name is Jonathan Drew, by the way. He founded Drew Estate in New York City in 1996. And if I recall, he and a friend of his had a kiosk in the World Trade Center down in the lobby, and they sold cigars. And eventually, I guess the story goes that they said, well, we can do better than that. Let's grow our own. And off they went. That, that was the start of Drew Estate. It is one of the fastest growing tobacco companies in the world. And their mantra is the rebirth of cigars. Now, how can you get better than that? It is a rebirth. They do have a, a number of factories. Uh, their Grand Fabrica Drew Estate factory is in is actually their Nicaraguan headquarters. There's a number of other cigars that you may be familiar with that Drew Estate makes. Yeah, Acid is one, and you sell Del Sol. That's another one. Both uh, really good cigars. I find them uh, to be on the uh, find them to be on the sweet side. Uh, if you want to change from a regular regular brand, they have a vanilla flavor to them which I like yeah. occasionally. And you have liked or you still like some of the acid cigars, some of the some of the infused. I mean, they're famous for their infusions. Right, I and, do. Yes. And I've had acid cigars in the past. Uh, notably, I, I can think of one called Cuba Cuba that I have enjoyed more than once. The Kentucky Fried... Uh, fried. Kentucky Fried. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Down near Old War. There we go. I got the mashed potatoes. He's got the gravy. <laughs> Who's got the barrel? You got the biscuits and honey? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I got the gravy. <laughs> Kentucky Fired Cured, which we have had. And yes, we have. I thought, I, you know, I thought, I'll try this. This was on the recommendation of one of the salespeople down at Cordy's. 
but I'll try this. It cannot be good. This thing smells like a house burning down. Yeah, I'll tell you, it was excellent. I would do that again in a heartbeat. There's what other cigars we've got? Undercrown, Florida Sun Ground, and another one I just, Java. Haven't you smoked Java's before? Mm, I used to Java. smoke Java's. Oh, okay. Especially the coffee-flavored one. All right, there we They're go. Really Which kind of makes sense if you're going to name something Java, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's the infamous My Uzi Weighs a Ton cigar, the Muwak cigar. In fact, they have the, the, uh, the lava-flavored chocolate also. Oh, my gosh. Very good. Now, there's one I'll mention, the Nica Rustica. Okay. I like those. And that's inexpensive, but a very, very good cigar. Help me out here, Larry. I think you know about how this cigar got its name. Well, once again, you never jump to conclusions on anything until you either research or investigate whatever. Isn't that true? It is so true. I'll give you, well, let me tell you. Go ahead. Great. We were thinking Year of the Rat, right? Right. That's got to be what? Chinese, right? Chinese. Yeah, boy, were we wrong. Completely off. Off. 180 off. 180. Big yeah. time. Yeah. I kept yeah. saying, oh, it's the year of the rat. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It has nothing. And to do you know, well, there was another brand. We won't mention names here, but there was a very famous brand that had a year of the rat cigar right. that did have the Chinese intonation, so Correct. to speak. Right. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. Every year they came out. So, there's a story here. Like Greg said, it's a 180. In 2016 marked the 20th anniversary of the 96 playoffs with the Panthers, Panthers in Florida. <laughs> the Panthers. The Panthers. And, and the Panthers at the Stanley Cup playoff. So, at the home opener, a rat was found crawling around in the Panthers locker room. A until, rat. Like, a rat. Like, like an animal rat. R-A-T. Rat. Jeez. Not like the band. Not like the rat. Okay. Yeah, a rat. Just a plain yeah. rat. A rat. Plain rat. A hairy, yeah. four-legged rat. And he was crawling around in the Panthers' locker room until it was shot like a puck by Scott Mallenby. Mallenby scored two goals that night when the goalie, Van Brothersbrock, pronounced <laughs> a rat trick. And we all know that when you score three goals in hockey, it's, it's a, called a hat trick. Yeah, Everybody throw rat. their hats. So from time on, fans worldwide, <laughs> worldwide, worldwide, huh? fans would throw plastic rats onto the ice. Now these aren't live ones, folks. For all your environmentalists all right. out there, where this wasn't live rats, yeah. uh, over the ice, and the Panthers scored, leading the season to be known as the Year of the Rat. So yeah. So they named this cigar after that event because you number one, you could only get this cigar at that club where they played. So this is a commemorative cigar called the Year of the Rep. So here we are. This cigar was issued first made in 2016, which then is the 20th anniversary of that event, even though it's 2020 right now. It just took us four years to get to this cigar. So many cigars, so little time. So little time. So a little bit about the, uh, the length is a five and a half. The ring size is a 46. 46. It's a Vitola Grand Corona. It features a fantail kappa. The cap of it is, it's a little, really, a, it looks a little bit like a. Yeah, like a little twisted you can pig. Pull it right pig, off. A pigtail. Yeah. You really have to cut it. This is true, Earl. When, well, when you first start you smoking that? cigars, they didn't have cutters. <laughs> <laughs> you use your teeth. That's what they, 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 There you they go, folks. 
and I still do. <laughs> I still do. Good habits are hard to break, right, Earl? Exactly. We got a description of this cigar. It says this is supposed to be a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, but it's a dark, fudgy, chocolatey mocha brown. But have you ever had a Connecticut leaf wrapper like that? No. Broadleaf. 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 Okay. So that's the difference. It it almost looks like a, uh, not quite as dark as a Maduro wrapper. And look at the band on it. There is a band. It's sort of a whitish band that says Year of the Rat. La Grande Fabrica Drew Estate SA. Okay. Year of the Rat. And there is an emblem, the lion, blue and gold lion. But that's that's a description. Which is good. Very well. We have lit up, by the way. Yes, we have. You said, Larry, this is a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. It's a Brazilian binder. Now, that's interesting. Yes. There's a hearty Nicaraguan filler mixed with a Honduran filler. So this is an interesting mix of tobaccos. You know, th- there's nothing uh, peppery or anything, uh, you know, initially. Uh, bite. 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 There's no bite to this cigar. I think I got a little. You did? Yeah. I haven't. No, I just no, initial light up, I got a little bite. No, I haven't got anything. I just had a nice, clean draw. The draw, excellent. Very good. Ooh, suddenly I've got totally different flavors here. There you go. The blender. We know who the blender is. Willie Herrera. Three months aged, released April 2020. And the price, Larry, would you say? $15.99. $15.99. Plus tax and you're out the door. They come in a box of 10, ten. only. A, a shout out to our dear friend Anthony over there. I re- Anthony, really appreciate you. Uh, Given it's the cigars to do this uh, to do this podcast at the 2020 Tobacco Plus Expo, Drew Estate announced that they would be making a wider release of these available at any Drew Diplomat event. The bad news is they were all canceled. Guess why? The COVID-19. You had doubts. I did have doubts. Yeah. I had big doubts about it, but uh, it's burning so nice and it's not burning fast. That's what I like about mm-hmm. it. It doesn't burn fast. It's slow to the side and a very slow cigar. I, I got to tell you, even before I lit up, I got some distinct smells from this cigar. You know, we do the cold drawing. Before we light up, we kind of taste the cigar a little bit. And I was getting a lot of like barnyard aromas. And we've run into that before. Like and a Cabernet barnyard. Yeah, deep Cabernet musty. barnyard. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, it. That's what we're yeah. talking what, about. What I think about it, it burns evenly, but it doesn't canoe like some other cigars. <laughs> And we are canoeing the dog. Listen, rocket. that's the reason we're here, Earl. Just moving right along, Earl. Are you tasting very strong coffee beans? Yes, absolutely. It's yeah. like fresh ground coffee. Yes, I do taste it. Here's my question. Black hot coffee. If you guys know the answer to this, tell me how an ordinary leaf growing in a field can take on these flavors when smoked. I, this is not an infused cigar they, that I know of. Well, I just think, just to throw it out there, you know, we're down in Nicaragua and, you know, a lot of coffee beans that maybe the coffee beans that oh, don't well. the grade, they just <laughs> throw them in the tobacco field. You might be onto something there. I'm also getting a little cedar in this, but mostly coffee bean and cocoa. And I said at first it tasted it had a lot of cocoa in it. 
You're right. Yeah. I, some people describe tea. Some people have described maybe an earthy, yeah, an earthy flavor. I'm yeah. getting a little earth. I'm not getting any black pepper. No. No, that, that was another thing. What's the term we use, Greg? Uh, bite. bite. There's no bite. There's no, no nothing peppery there. No. Nothing. No spicy. No, nothing harshness about it. You get, you get the dark roast coffee bean. What you get, you Man. get the cocoa flavor. That's what you get from it. And you know what? Our marshmallow's coming through right now. <laughs> A toasted marshmallow. This is like a coffee bean cocoa flavor bomb. And one thing about it, real estate is noted for a sweet cigar. This is definitely not a sweet cigar. No, not at all. It doesn't have that sweetness to it. You would call this a boutique cigar, would Absolutely. you not? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate to say this, but you look at, you go back to some of the old time brands, and you think like the and I'll just say it, like maybe Monte Cristo. And I think Davidoff is even in trouble with these boutique cigars. These you know, are fantastic. It's just like the beer industry, you know, we'll talk about domestics. Mm -hmm. You know, Miller Lite, Coors, all of them, you know, they had the market for years and years, and mysteriously yeah. things changed. Yeah. And now you have all the micro brews throughout the world. Making fabulous. Or in, the, in this country, and people are brewing a lot of their own brews, yeah. too. With that being said, it is definitely cut into the domestic market. Absolutely. And it's a much better tasting beer. Fresher. Fresher. Unique. You don't have to drink 12 of them right. to have fun. You can drink two and you're having fun. Especially if you like beer. So that's a good analogy, you know, with what's going on in the tobacco industry. Boutiques are exploding. And I think they that they are. would have been even more on their way if uh, we didn't have a little hiccup here in I think the last right. six months. And again, here on Canoeing the Dog Rocket, we have been trying some of the old standards in the past, but we have made a, a concerted effort to move to nothing but boutiques. And these boutiques are so rewarding. And I'm reading report after report that the boutiques are just kicking butt. You know, you go on YouTube and look at some of these reviewers. They're all smoking boutiques. You know, if you were like Camacho or CAO, CAO you got to be worried. And Gurkha and Hoyo de Monterey. The Fuentes. Fuentes. I mean, let's go down the line. I mean, those are good cigars. cigars. Yeah, we're not. They really are. We're not yeah. dissing them here. But these boutique startups, these, these younger guys coming in saying, we can do a better job with this. They are. They are, definitely. And kudos to Jonathan Drew for being sort of a leader in creating boutique cigars. He really set the standard for doing something different. That's a gutsy move. He really had some guts to do that. And people are enjoying it. This is an exquisite cigar. This would be a cigar if you ate a great meal, whether it's Italian, a steak, French, whatever you're eating. This would be an after-dinner cigar. Big Mac. Big Mac. I think I would prefer just in the morning with my coffee. Earl, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been smoking cigars, my friend? Oh, let's see. Off and on, I would say, well, last, uh, since 95. I'm going to ask. Sure. We call him Earl the Pearl. Right. Tell me why. They have been calling me that since I first started Teddy Bar. That was at, uh, oh, somewhere oh, back in 1966, 67, when I first started Teddy Bar. Pearl the Pearl. Wow. Was that on your name badge at the time? or That was on, listed on the bottom of my feet, made Japan. <laughs> As a bartender, what was the most commonly requested drink? At that time? Whiskey Sours. Whiskey Sours. Tom Collins. Tom Collins. John John Collins, Whiskey Sours, Angel. Okay. One gets a tall glass, one gets a short. Martinis, Manhattans, 
What kind of martini? Gin? Gin. Gin. Definitely. Oh, gin. Definitely. That is the and only that's, martini. That's the only martini. Yes. Bomb, made with Bombay gin. Not the sapphire. Not the sapphire. The right. regular Bombay gin. And instead of vermouth, a dash of scotch. Johnny Walker Red. Really? Really. Oh, I'm going to try you it. stir, you don't shake. When you shake, you get too much extra water in that martini. You don't want that from the ice. Jeez, oh man, you didn't tap into this, uh, I did. my dear Scottish I'm gonna, friend. I'm, I'm going to try this. You told me about a lot of drinks. I don't remember. Maybe you have about the... So, with your Bombay gin, you put a little Johnny Walker Red. That's it. No olive. Oh, you still oh, need olive. olive. Okay, yeah. but no dry vermouth. No. Now, if you wanted a, a perfect martini, yeah. then you had to use sweet and dry vermouth into that. Plus, it's a lemon. And this is coming from a professional. Now, I am also partial to Gibson's. Instead of the olive, the pearl onion. And there's a call, there's a drink called the gimlet, too. And just a little heads up there, anybody who has a question about any drink that maybe they're having difficulty or they're not quite sure, we have a mixologist right here. Call us on our hotline. 555-555-5555. Call now. And if Joe answers, hang up. <laughs> if anybody answers, hang up. <laughs> That's great knowledge. Thank you so much for that, Earl. That's fantastic. So, probably a lot of listeners out there that have been listening to us probably wonder, I wonder why Earl's there. That question has been answered. Earl's got the information. Yeah. Uh, the first time I ever had a martini, Yeah. I was sitting bar at the Hotel Ohio in the Kelly Home, Kelly Home Room. And I had served a lot of martinis that day. I said, gee, I'd like to have one of those. So, I made one. And I said it nice, so I just let it chill. After work, I was done. I had it. I said, man, that is good tasting. Isn't that something? Liquor. I was impressed. So here we are. I think it's time to discuss the appearance and construction of this cigar. I'm going to start with Earl. And we do a rating here, 0 to 10. 0 being the lowest, 10 being the highest. And if you have any comments about the appearance and construction, and then a rating... That's what we're looking for. Well, the appearance doesn't look like it would be this as good of a cigar as it really is. It doesn't appear that way. But the construction is a solid cigar. There's no weak spots in it. No veins. You can see. No. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. It's, it's really well constructed. I would rate uh, the appearance and the construction at around, uh, I'm going to say, eight or nine. Nine, yes. Larry. I'll give it a nine. And I'm going to give this a nine also. The one comment I'll make is that sometimes we get cigars that are packed so tight it's it's like you know, it's like a pencil. Yeah. Right. Now this this does give. Give a little you, give. You can yeah. squish this a little bit. But it's there. But it's there. And even though it might feel a little loose, it does not smoke fast, as you were yeah. saying, Earl. So I give this a nine. Burn and draw. Ten on that. Larry. I will give it a ten. And I will give this a 10 also. I, there's a good consensus here. Flavor and complexity. Now, this is a good one. Oh, yeah. It has good flavor. You don't get that tongue bite. I'm halfway down. I'd also give that a 10. The flavor and complexity is it's all there. It's blended well. There's no harshness. Uh, a lot of coffee, the cocoa. I will also give this a 10. I'm going to agree with you guys. I've never had a cigar that was a coffee, cocoa, flavor bomb like this is. I'm going to give this a 9.5. What we'd like to do is talk about the price 
of this, and this is a $16 cigar. And then the value of this cigar. Would you pay $16? Would you buy a box of 10? I would buy a box of 10. So if you had to rate this, zero to 10? Yep. Larry? The value's there and the price point is there. I'll tell you what, if I came across it before this yeah. and, and just saw it in the box, 15 bucks, I don't know if I would have picked it up. I, I agree with as, you. Yeah. As, as agree before too. smoking it. I agree too. Yeah. Okay. Now I probably would grab a couple of them, you know, and for a special occasion. Special occasion, right? Yes. So you would put this at a... I'll give it a nine. Nine? Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a nine also. So now here comes the biggie, the overall, zero to a hundred. Earl, how would you rate this? I rate it at a 95. Larry? I'll give this a 92. Would you go buy this? Do you like this enough to go buy this? And I do. If I could find this, I would buy this. And I would give this a 93. So that gives us, generally speaking, an overall rating of 94. Very well done. Yes. yes. Well, this has been episode 15, and we have been smoking a Drew Estate Year of the Rat. Thank you for listening. This has been Canoeing the Dog Rocket. Ah!